Good morning, Dr. Rawls. Good Welcome. morning. How are you? How are you? I'm fantastic. Welcome to the Shape America EDI podcast. I'm John Strong, your host, and uh, I'm, I'm really pleased uh, that you decided to join us. Um, our episode's name is Exchanging Cultures to Build Healthy Relationships. And uh, man, you know, getting to know you, uh, I've come to realize, you know, the importance of, of your thought process. And I really hope today to share that with our viewers. Um, just, just to introduce you to our viewers, could you could you give us a little background, to Dr. Jason Rawls? Yes. Uh, well, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Jason Rawls. I am from uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, background in um, business, actually. I have a, a bachelor's degree in business uh, because I just knew that I was going to be in corporate America, you know, making a whole bunch of money. You know, money. I just knew that. Right. And I got into uh, corporate America and I was sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm typing and I'm working and I'm working and I'm looking and I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> and, you know, you get into a cycle where you're like, eh, eh, eh. and so my cousin said to me one day, she said, you know what? You should be a teacher. And when I got up off the floor from laughing so hard, I said, what? <laughs> are you crazy? I can't deal with somebody's bad kids. Are you crazy? So I went back to, to, you know, back to my corporate job and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at people and they're looking at me like, and it's just all money driven. And there's, I didn't have any purpose, no fulfillment. And I was like, I got to go. And so I left, I went to teach. I started teaching fifth grade, fell in love. And that was it. I knew education was for me. So I started, um, teaching. And then, uh, 2006, I got my, um, uh, master's in education. Okay. And then, uh, 2017, I received my doctorate in education from Ohio university. Right on, right on, right on. And, and, and as I understand it, uh, you are now working with Ohio university to become better teachers of teachers. Uh, could you tell the folks about your program they're in? Sure. Um, we've got the HOPE program at Ohio University. So uh, the HOPE program is stands for Hip Hop Ohio Patent Education. And so what that is, is it's the first hip hop based education program that I know of in the country. There may be others that I'm just not aware of. But in, in that um, we have four courses that we have in that in that series in the program. And those courses are designed to help uh, future teachers use culturally relevant pedagogy uh, in their uh, pedagogies. Like, so to, uh, to bring that in to help um, teach young people using young people's own culture. So right. it's, it's a hip hop aesthetic, right? But it's not just hip hop. Um, I talk about using youth culture, um, you know, everything that young people are about. We talk about using that, bringing that in, and centering it in your classroom in order to build that relationship so that you can engage, so that you can teach these young people. See, that, that's interesting. I feel like there's a couple of terms there that, that we have to break down uh, so that people don't get it twisted. Um, for, first term there is uh, youth culture. When, when you talk about youth culture, make people understand what we talk about when we talk about youth culture. Well, youth culture runs the world. You know, if you're looking at, um, if you're looking at commercials the majority of the advertisers are going for that 18 to about 30 something. Yep. Market, right? yep. they, they're not looking at the old people 
to sell Doritos, right? So they're, they're, you know, of course the parents, the older people are going to be buying them, but they're buying them because the kids want them. So the, the advertisers are smart enough to see that we've got to um, speak to young people using culture. You know, corporate America is smart enough to figure that out. Education is lacking behind. Right. When when young people assert themselves in their in their youth culture, they come into your classroom flipping a bottle. The first thing that educators do is, oh, ban it. That everything's got you know the it's just that big old circle with that line through it. That's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> just anything they brought in, it, you know, uh, fidget spinners, ban it. Silly bands, ban it. I mean, everything they just we just ban it. Ban it. Like everything, and it's like, <laughs> every kid in America is flipping a water bottle. We let's let's think about that for a second, okay? Let's first of all, why are they all doing that? Okay, social media, their culture, youth culture, right? And so we take that and we say, okay, how can we make that work for us? Right. This is what youth culture is about in my mind. And that's what we call youth culture pedagogy is using that instead of ban it, we bring it in, we use it, we break it down and we understand it. And here's the thing that gets difficult for some educators. How are you going to learn about it? Who do you ask? We have to ask the content experts. That's it. That's going to be the kids. (laughs) The kids know it. They get it. So you (laughs) as a teacher have to allow their voice, listen to them, kind of relinquish a little power. Mm, That's scary. Right. That's scary. I can't can't show any weakness. I can't. Yes, you can. You allow them to teach you. Right. And now they feel like they're in the driver's seat and they're showing you, well, here's how you flip it, Mr. Rawls. And this is, and they're all excited. And they're like, and you know, I'm just sitting there looking at them like, y'all really into this flipping the water bottle. <laughs> so now, you know, I'm not a science teacher, but I, I know there's gotta be all kinds of science, math, PE, phys ed, like all kinds of things we can do with these, with all these little things that they're doing, right? Absolutely. And so that's what youth culture is. Youth culture is, watching, seeing what they do. That's their youth culture. And now youth culture pedagogy is bringing that into the classroom to better educate them. So so, so we, we're, we're breaking down this wall, uh, first wall, but we're breaking down this wall of control, um, relinqu- relinquishing control. Uh, we teach that pedagogically, that as we go from kindergarten through 12th grade, we're going to intentionally relinquish a little bit of control. But to your point, potentially we have to relinquish some more. Second wall we're breaking down is we are identifying the fact that it is not our native culture that should run the classroom uh, or the culture of, of the folks from whom we have learned, but rather if the information is going to be in, uh, ingested by, taken into, or incorporated by these the, this youth, then we have to have their culture run the classroom, right? There it is, indeed. You got so, it. So, so now we've got this third wall to break down which is you're saying, let's understand and be able to use this tool that we call hip hop. And so we got a lot of folks, I think, out there that might be a little bit confused. And so we need another clarification mm-hmm. from the brother in charge. All right. Hit me, please, Dr. Rawls, when it comes to hip hop culture, what do you think uh, the folks that are going to be listening to our podcast really might need some help understanding a little bit more deeply? 
Well, first of all, you got to understand that there's a couple things here at play. Um, a lot of young people don't fully understand hip hop culture because okay. it's always been a part of pop culture. You got to understand when we were growing up, hip hop was new. We grew mm -hmm. up with hip hop. Yep. These young people have come in and I've even had students look at me and tell me, well, didn't Biggie and Tupac start hip hop? <laughs> and, it, and it made me realize I'm like, oh, OK. So that's part of, you know, part of the education is even teaching them about hip hop culture. So if you know it, you're a classroom teacher and you you have a, a good enough grasp or you have some grasps bringing that in to kind of share with them. Right. Maybe the four main elements where you talk about um, graph, b-boying, DJing, MCing, and you kind of throw those things out there as, as as something as like a learning tool. Right. Um it's it's about understanding that hip-hop is a culture. Um, it's not just something where we say, oh, only Black people do that or only, only Latino people. That's not the case. Hip-hop is a culture. If it moves you, if you're in the culture, you're hip-hop, right? What... And, and, and there are some people that are not hip-hop. <laughs> and that is that is okay. And, and that's also because not every you know young Black person is hip-hop. It's just no. not the case. And, and so you can't make that assumption. But what we're saying is um, allowing for that culture, right? Not just banning that right. culture, right? And appreciating it, it, right? It's appreciating it. it. It's getting to learn it. Here's the cool thing for me. I always have teachers when I do professional developments tell me, well, I'm not hip hop. I don't know anything about hip hop. I can't do that in my classroom. I don't know that. And I'm like, you're actually the best candidate to do use hip hop in the classroom because the kids could teach you. And that's what you want. That's you want them to be excited to share something of them with you. In my classroom, yes, I'm a hip hop guy, right? But I'm not an anime guy. Don't yeah. know anything about it. Right. But nowadays, that's a huge thing for young people. And so I center that when I find a group of students that really understand that, I, I mean, I, I invite them. I'm like, hey, can y'all tell me about I was talking because my son and one of uh, two of my sons are into anime big time. Me so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So I might yeah. get a name or two from my sons. Like, would you say go shaku, go go shaku, go go? And I, might have, I know Naruto. That's easy. I've been trying to go. I've been trying to go deep. You know, okay. Dragon Ball Z, I get, I'm, that's easy. I want to go a little deeper. Who's the yeah. real? So when I come in and throw a name at my students, they're like, wait a minute, what, Mr. Rosary? And I'm like, well, my son. I know about One Punch Man. Right, right. My son <laughs> told me, he was showing me in it. And then they like, oh, okay, ask your son about blah, 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 blah. Now they're into it. Now we're having a conversation and they're excited. Yeah. This is how they're doing in your class. When's the last time you had a student do like this in your class? Yeah. That's what you want. You want that interaction because when they're doing that like that, now they see you differently. So now if they're walking through the halls and their pants are sagging down to their ankles, you know, you might have a little bit more leverage than the teacher that don't have a connection with them. Right. You know, you're like little Johnny. Come on, man. Can I get a little love on them pants? Come on. bro. <laughs> and then that's what I used to do. I used to be able to do that. And teachers would look at me like I had some kind of magic <laughs> wand or something. I'm like, it's not magic. I just know him. I know what makes him tick. I know when he gets on, when he leaves this school, he's going to jump on that skateboard and that's how he rides home. And he's into skateboarding culture. And we have those conversations. So I can tell him 
yo, pull your pants up. You're in school. I know, I know how you do when you're out of school and that's cool. But while we're here, this is what they want. So I need you to roll with that for me, right? And I can have that conversation in their vernacular and have right. that that serious, that connection to where they're like, oh, okay, that's what this hip hop based education is. It's not asking a teacher who doesn't, who isn't in the culture, who doesn't identify with the culture. We need all of you to come into the classroom and start rapping right now, or you're not doing hip hop basic. <laughs> we need all of you to come into the classroom and spin on your head. If you don't spin on your head, you're not hip. You're not doing hip hop. You're not doing it. That's not what we're saying. Yeah, right. If you don't spin on your head, then you shouldn't spin on your head in the classroom. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Don't do that. That's don't. That's and first of all, that's inauthentic. And the no, kids posing. They're gonna pick up posers quick, and they're gonna call you out on it. Quicker than you, they'll be like, uh-uh, Mr. Rawls, uh -uh. don't do that. Uh-uh, that's not you. What are you doing? Don't spin on your head. You're not hip. Don't do that. Like, Don't be who you're not. Be who you are. If you crochet, then that's what you bring into the classroom. And you yes. share that with, with the students, right? And then they share with you what they do. And, and it's, a, it's a sharing of these cultures. Right? I, I, I really do feel that. Um, I, I teach... Uh, the skills and theory of, of, of soccer um, in our final unit of the year. And the students have watched me play basketball, which is my first love. They've watched me play badminton, which for some reason I'm decent at. <laughs> and, and then they watch me play soccer and I am not very good at soccer. And the truth of it is, is when I have, when I'm lucky enough to have one of our, our collegiate soccer players in the class, then I'm like, yo, what tips do you have to share with our students? And, and I think what I hear you saying is, if you are not hip hop, then your ability, your opportunity to, to remain human, uh, to, to keep your interactions relational rather than transactional with your students opens you up to uh, that realness, even if you're not, maybe even more so if you are not hip hop. Is I think that it's easier. Saying? Yes, I, I really do. I think it's easier if you're not hip hop. Because then your students feel like they're showing you something. I mean, think about it. When, when, when's the last time you taught somebody and they were able to do something that you taught them? How did that make you feel? Great. You feel good. That's why we teach. It ain't, it ain't for the money. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. So it's, that's not why we, we teach. Because when we show you how to do that quadratic equation and you toil with it for months and months, and then you finally get it, we're like, yes, right? Yes. We feel good. so the kids feel the same. They teach, you know, Mr. Rawls how to, you know, how to understand about ollies and do this or do that. And I'm like, what? And then I'm learning. I'm like, oh, that's an ollie, and that's Tony Hawk, and that's this and that. And then now I'm, they're like, ah, see, I taught Mr. Rawls that. I showed them how to do that. And right. now they sit back and they're proud. And then I look at them as they're walking across the stage, and I'm like, see, I helped him get across that stage. Right. I helped her get that diploma. Right. I, I think that I think that uh, you're, you're definitely onto something there. Um, I think that the more of our viewers uh, that can internalize that message and bring their authentic selves to the classroom, yes. we, under, we understand that we're not going to be best friends with our students. No. Um, th this isn't the type of environment that, that that we're trying to embrace here. Rather, if I hear you correctly, um, we're trying to identify the fact that a student is more apt to or, or, or really going to want to learn from somebody that they themselves feel that they have the ability to speak to. You if you go. are a brick wall, right? If yeah. you are completely closed off from your students, right? Then then why wouldn't they reciprocate 
uh, that exact that same, same thing. That's how they're going to be to you. And then that's when you get the teacher that's like, I can't get through to these kids. They're this, they're that. Yes. And ultimately they can't get through to you is what's really yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a great lesson, brother Rawls. I really, I really, really do appreciate you joining us today. Um, anything you want to leave the folks with before we get out of here? Yeah. You know, basically this is all about, um, showing your authentic self to your students and being who you are, you know? It, so when we say hip hop based education, it's that way because hip hop is the most realest thing you can be. You're going to see somebody that's hip hop. They are who they are. They got their hat, cat, to the, you know, tick to the side. They got their J's freaked a certain way. Their laces look like this. Their pants are like this. They close, they hold, like how they talk. What up, though? I mean, everything that they do is who they are. That's their authentic self. Be your authentic self and you'll have success. You know, you, you've got to show your students that it's okay for them to be who they are. Hmm. Man, that's, that's a great message. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, incredible lesson, incredible uh, energy. Your, your, uh, your students are lucky to have you. That's all I want to say. Thank you. I appreciate you guys as well. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. And, and let's keep building. Fantastic. All right.